All right, everybody, it's a live episode of Locked On Pelicans. We've got draft updates. Jeremy Sohan and Shaden Sharp coming into town for workouts. David Griffin spoke on Ryan Rosillo's podcast about the Zion Williamson extension. And are there some free agent targets that you might be interested in as well? Let's talk about it live in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube, where we are live right now. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all live. This is going to be the Friday show, but we're doing it live Thursday evening. This is a lot of fun. I'm glad we've got this all set up to be able to do so that we can interact interact and I see the chat going. I'm going to be answering your questions. So make sure you're throwing them in there. So we got a couple of things that we are going to be talking about in today's show. Of course, David Griffin gave an interview. We're going to use that to kind of color some of this. So Zion Williamson, his contract extension, the negotiations. I want to look at the NBA draft, particularly with the Pelicans bringing more people in for workouts and then a little bit of free agency talk. So we're going to cover it all. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all breaking down everything you want to know about the team, whether it's draft prospects, covering all of those, breaking a little bit of news about who's coming in town for workouts. Of course, Zion is everything around the team. We're going to get into that as well as free agency. So let's kind of dive into everything. Hello to the people there in the comments. I see Locked on Thunder is here with us as well. No, you're not allowed to have all of our first round picks, though I know, Ryan, that you are trying to get all of those as well. Um, we got people saying TV update. I'll give you a little bit of an update on that. Benedict Matherin at eight. So let's start though with the David Griffin interview. And this is going to kind of be in everything that we talk about in today's show um, where he gave a lot of like truthful answers. Some of it was a little bit cloudy, but he gave some insight into Zion Williamson and the negotiations are what's going to have there. And he, he just flat out said, right? Zion is a max contract player. They're going to offer him a max contract. I've seen some of the stuff floating around that I think is a little bit of clickbait saying they're not going to give him a max deal. Well, they're not going to give him necessarily everything that Zion Williamson wants. They might want to play a little bit of hardball and not give him a, you know, a five-year deal with a fifth year being a player option. I'm sure they'd like it to be a five-year deal with just no option whatsoever, team or otherwise. What's up, Kevin? Thank you for saying hi and people joining me here, by the way. I'll be responding to the chat here. We got Leo from Spain, which is really, really cool to see. Cyrus wants us to trade up for Jaden Ivey. So they're not going to give Zion everything that he wants, or at least they're going to try and not do that right off of the bat. But it would be foolish to think that they will not offer him a contract that has max money in it, that is not for as many years as it could possibly be. That absolutely will happen. And Edgardo here asked a question, why not just Joel Embiid him? And I was about to get to that, right? He doesn't want that. He doesn't want a Joel Embiid type of contract. Those That Joel Embiid type of contract basically just says if you injure a part of your body that has already been hurt, in this case it's the foot, 
Well, then you don't get some of the money unless you hit a certain amount of like games played, things like that. That's it. And he doesn't want to deal with that just in case that foot breaks again. And it could be nothing related to this current injury. Maybe it's another freak thing. But he still doesn't want to like not have that option. So that's why that they wouldn't necessarily go for that right away. NBA players want their contracts fully guaranteed, as they should. As they should, right? So it's no real shock that he is going to make this a little bit of a difficult negotiation. That's to be expected. That's not necessarily a scary thing or something that we should work uh, worry about. Because at the end of the day, the end of the day, he's going to sign here. He's a restricted free agent. If he wants to go and do the, the qualifying offer route in a year, that's fine. That means he's still here for two more seasons. It's as simple as that. He doesn't have a ton of leverage in this. He's only played 85 games in his career. His leverage is definitely down. And so I think that can really help the Pelicans in these negotiations. I think right now the bigger thing certainly would be don't give him a player option. Try and get him to just that full max, that straight five years, and say, we'll give it to you for five years without any injury, or we'll give it to you without any injury protections, but it's got to be for five years with no player option. Basically the same deal, just at a higher dollar amount that Brandon Ingram signed. He doesn't have a player option. That's it, right? And it kind of speaks to Griff's approach to to things, which might be somewhat foolish in the case of a a talent like Zion Williamson, right? And he said in the Russillo podcast, you know, this is kind of, he's saying all the right things. He's saying he wants to be here. He's never said it in any other way. So now is his time to show it. Show you want to be here. Show you're committed. Show that, what a Griff's phrase is, right? All the way in. You can do that by signing a deal that doesn't have a player option. I think they're fine with some of you know, getting rid of some of the protections, right? Those bars are pretty low to clear anyway. And so it's not the end of the world to not have those in there. But if you can get them for a full five-year deal, I think that could be a really, really big thing. And I think that's the biggest thing for New Orleans. A lot of you agree, though, that Zion should have some injury protections in there. Look, it's a give and take. It's a negotiation. The Pelicans are going to have to give up something. The the team's going to have to give up something too. And it's going to be on each of those sides, Zion and the team, to kind of figure out what matters most to them. If I'm the team, it's less about the injury protections and more about let's make sure we have him for five years. And we don't need to worry about him leaving for that extra year. To Zion, it might be just, yeah, I want as much money as possible. But Zion could also say, I want the freedom to leave when I want to leave, if I want to leave. So they're going to need to say... All of that stuff, I'm not, you know, they're all going to have to kind of figure out exactly what's the most important thing to them and what do they do and talk about that. It, you know, and it's going to be a negotiation. Mason Edwards says, who's the guy at eight? We'll talk about NBA draft coming up. That's going to be in the next segment. Then third is going to be free agency here. You know, Junior Coleman says injury protections are no, are a no-brainer. I don't know because here's the, here's the thing, right? Here's the thing with that. The injury protections basically would only mean New Orleans could try and kind of get out of that deal if something happens, right? That you could cut or waive him. And frankly, that's just never going to happen. Even if he hurts his foot and doesn't play like two more seasons, they're never going to cut and waive him, right? The injury protections lower the, the amount of guaranteed money to Zion Williamson. And so you could cut him and it doesn't hurt you against the cap as much, right? 
That's never going to happen. They're never going to cut him. I can't imagine what scenario, barring his leg being like chopped off, that they would cut Zion Williamson in the next five years. What those injury protections kind of protect you against is his contract is not insurable for those injuries. So if that happens again, well, then the team doesn't get reimbursed by the insurance company and you've still got to pay him his full salary. But here's the thing. If he was healthy and playing, you still got to pay him that money anyway. So they've earmarked this money towards him. They're not going to waive him. It just means the team won't get reimbursed. And I don't think that's as big of a a deal to me because I don't really care about Gail Benson's dollars and money. So I'm less worried about injury protections as opposed to just keeping him here as long as possible. The ship is, it's a Zion ship here. And if he goes down, probably the team goes down for better or worse when it comes to that. But David Griffin gave you some insight into that. Look, they're going to try and, you know, make Zion prove with his actions that he is all the way in, like he's been saying this offseason. And look, he's doing a lot of the right things. He's at the facility working out. He looks good, right? Like he looks good. Look at the pictures of him. I think that's an important thing to kind of keep in mind, too. He's doing the right things to try and get that big contract and all of that. So I think that's where it is. And and Clovis Mello has a good point. If we cut him because of injury, the team's ceiling is not a contender anyway. Like, what does it matter? What does it matter? So I don't really think that the injury protections are the most important thing. If you can get them, that's great. If you can get them, great. Throw them in there. But I just don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm not trying to save money for, for Gail Benson a ton here, and I don't particularly care. So I'm fine giving him the full max as long as it's a five-year deal with no player option. All right, coming up next, though, draft, right? We've been talking a ton about it here. I see a bunch of people in there saying, who are they going to draft? What are they going to do at eight? Let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats, sports, and info just all around, right? So you can find all the latest sports developments, news, odds, including the NBA Finals. I was way wrong on on the Warriors plus three last night. I guess it's Vegas for a reason. They're in business for a reason. That minus three for the Boston Celtics looked really good. If you want to get in on the NHL hockey conference finals, you can do that. Major League Baseball and of course all the latest fighting news and odds from MMA to UFC to boxing, whatever it is it might be. So betonline.net is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting Warriors third quarter esports and more so head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action over at betonline.net betonline where the game starts and thank you for making locked on pelicans your first listen today and every day we're here monday through friday five days a week for free breaking down everything you want to know about the team the draft profiles that we've been doing look they're bringing those guys in you got 20 minutes on each one right now if you want to learn more about Shaden Sharp and Jeremy Sohan, who are going to be coming in for workouts, like I told you, next week. We're going to be looking at trade targets, too. We're talking Zion news. Could the Pelicans trade down? All of it here, Monday through Friday. Make sure Locked On Pelicans is your first listen. Now, coming next week, your second listen. We've got our ultimate mock draft. I made a pick for the Pelicans at 8. I'm not going to spoil it right here. But it's a guy I like a lot. So the ultimate NBA mock draft starts June 16th with over 50 insiders. Nothing is going to equal this podcast. All of our hosts making picks for this team. They can make trades too, and there were a lot. So it's the Locked On NBA Big Board Draft Experts plus your Odyssey insiders and your local hosts. First pick is June 16th. Just search Ultimate NBA Mock Draft. It's a separate feed. 
and follow now so you don't miss a pick. Pelicans picking at eight. I made the pick. I got to record that video, actually, and this is a good reminder of that. All right, we're doing a live show. This is fun. Here with y'all, I can see the chat. It's moving a little fast. Uh, William Ice, Dyson Daniels at eight, quite possibly, right? Seeing you all here. So before we get started in this segment, Throw, throw in the chat for me who you want the Pelicans to take at eight. Is it Benedict Matherin? Is it Dyson Daniels? Is it Jeremy Sohan? Is it going to be some of the other guys that they will bring in for a workout? They haven't brought Matherin in just yet, but I'm sure they will. They will bring in A.J. Griffin for a workout as well. Shaden Sharp's one of the biggest mysteries of the draft, right? So throw your who you want to see the Pelicans pick at eight in the chat right here to see if we can maybe get a bit of a consensus here. And also, if you have questions about the draft of prospects, let me know in the in the comments right now in the chat because this is your opportunity. That's why I'm doing this live so that I can answer some of your questions. So, first and foremost, Shaden Sharp and Jeremy Sohan coming in for workouts. These are guys that are expected to be lottery picks. I have uh, Shaden Sharp, who did not play at Kentucky last year at all, and barely kind of practiced at times. Fifth on my on my big board. He looks good. He has all of the tools you want, and I absolutely love everything about him. Other, and I was talking to someone today about this, his camp and some of the questionable decisions he's making right now. And I think as someone who covers this team, right, that worries me a little bit. I don't like camps and people in players' ears, and those worry me a little bit. All right, so we got some picks coming in. People are saying Benedict Matherin. Uh, Dyson Daniels is a discount LaMelo ball. That's good. Uh, Christopher McLemore says A.J. Griffin is the fit we need. I'm, I'm almost certain he will be here very soon. Very, very soon. A couple of people have said Tari Eason if they trade back. I like him if you trade back. I think that's good. I don't like him in the top 10. I think he and Jeremy Sohan look very similar. My friend Zach texted me actually today about Tari Eason. But you saw some reports today that he hasn't been interviewing well. The film study that he's doing with teams hasn't looked particularly great. Um, so Tari Eason worries me a little bit. He's a little too chaotic and out of control at times, and I do think he's stat-hunted a little bit. I like him. I think that three-point shot that he has is absolutely legitimate, and that will translate to the NBA. But I prefer Jeremy Sohan over, over Tari Eason, and they're kind of similar players. I also think Sohan can guard one through five, and I where I don't see Eason doing that. Um, AK Baller says Johnny Davis. Gary Crumb, what Alabama player are we speaking in the second round? So that was interesting. That's something I wanted to talk about. I was going to save it for the next segment, but we can do it here a little bit. Um, in that interview with Rosillo, David Griffin mentioned that they know New Orleans isn't necessarily like the biggest overwhelming draw like, say, New York or L.A. is for free agents, for draft prospects, too. But they do see that New Orleans appeals to players from the South, particularly Alabama, where clearly with two draft picks from there in the past two years, there's a bit of a pipeline and a good relationship. And I think they realize those players are well-suited to a city like New Orleans. He also mentioned international players, with New Orleans at times feeling very much like an international city or like a Caribbean city at times, I think, that they like the international players take well to a place like this. That's something that could inform their draft process and their free agent process too. If a guy's from the South, maybe he's more inclined to come to New Orleans than someone who is from Los Angeles or one of those other big cities, right? And I think that's kind of 
an interesting thing. Moses Jefferson really asking my take here on EJ Little. Um, I actually like him. I don't like him in the top 20. I like him 20 or later. If the Pelicans end up back there, he's a guy I absolutely would look at, but I don't think he's a top 14, a lottery pick or anything like that. Joshua uh, Williams is trade the eighth pick in Graham for Anthony Simmons from the Blazers with a second round pick. I don't think they'd do that. I don't think they'd do that. I think they want to, they don't want draft picks, the Blazers. They want to get players back for them and make a run with Damian Lillard again. I don't think that at all they are looking to try and get the, the eighth overall pick and have seventh and eighth. That's not something they want whatsoever. Would I trade back? Uh, this comes from Bad Juju. Good name. Would you trade back with Atlanta or Charlotte if it meant getting Bogdanovich or Ubre as well? What's how much money is Bogdanovich still owed? Right, like twenty million plus. That's putting you in. You guys putting. I don't know if it's my feed or whatever it is, but I see like people putting the same thing three times in there. Don't do that. Um, just put them in once. I can see them all. Um, but it also could be my feed being kind of weird for everything here. So I don't want Bogdanovich because of the money puts them into the luxury tax. And I don't think this is a team that's worth paying the luxury tax for. Again, I don't want to save Gail Benson money. I want her to pay the luxury tax. I want her to pay the luxury tax every single year. She will not. So I don't think you want to start that clock just yet. I think you need to do that a little bit later. And so I don't think you need to do it um, by getting Bogdanovich or someone who's making a lot of money like that. And um, so that's where I'm a little bit worried when it comes to some of the trades that I've pe seen people saying that uh, the luxury tax is like looming. They are right uh, against it. I know. And I'm not going to answer questions if they're spamming the questions in there. Just ask it once. It's cool. I can see everything here. Um, so keep asking your questions. We're doing this. We're doing this live. It's the whole point. We'll probably go around 30 minutes or so, a little bit longer uh, than we normally would for for a show here, since it's a special live edition. We got almost 200 people in here. That's really really cool to see. Um, another programming note, while we wait for some more questions to come on in here, is will be I will be live in multiple ways after the actual draft. After the pick is made, we're going to go live immediately. Immediately. I'm going to be recording a quick hit for Locked On NBA, and then we're going to be live here doing the same thing. We'll probably start doing live shows maybe every Thursday. This seems to work pretty well, too, and kind of ease into our weekends right there. Uh, Moses Jefferson asks a good question. The draft is so weak, why put any importance on potential? It, it's okay, Crafty. Um, so, look, this is something that I, I stressed in yesterday's show or two days ago. This is a weaker draft overall. It's very easy to convince ourselves of all of these guys. Of all of these guys. But this is largely considered a worse draft than the past couple of years, and it's going to be worse than next year. So the idea of trading down and getting another future first-round pick, ideally next year, I think is intriguing because those are better assets than the one you have right now. And I think that could be a useful way to really start to think about it. Mason Edwards, you see Max Kellerman's Big Mac joke get shot down by CJ. Yeah, good. There's no need for that, right? Like, there's ways to question his weight and all of that in a productive way because it matters for the injury stuff, but just the jokes are stupid. Um, I'll get to Sexton in the next in the next segment. That's something that uh, we'll talk about when it comes to the... Uh, that we'll talk about when it comes to free agency and things like that since he fits into that one. A little bit here. Uh, 
But let's keep the draft questions coming. AK Baller says, if we take Johnny Davis, how do I feel about it? Fine. Like, I think he's a good player. And as I kind of stressed in some of the shows recently, like, draft good players. That's an important thing to do. That's something that you really want to see this team do. The th- the the Grizzlies have done it. I think people sometimes in the draft overthink things. Oh, he's older. He's 22, right? He, he can't develop all of that much, potentially, or things like that. I looked at that in today's show, right, with Abaji. Sometimes you just need good basketball players. That was said about Desmond Bain. Desmond Bain's almost an all-NBA guy. Uh, so that's, I think, an important thing to see. Um, ABJ504 says, any second-round picks you see us getting? They have two. I'm going to do a whole show on second round picks at a certain point. We're just not there yet. That's kind of closer to the draft since I don't think any of those guys are... Look, I don't think second round picks make an impact. I know you're all going to think that because of Herb Jones and Jokic with the MVPs, but that is so much of an outlier and above the norm that we don't need to spend a ton of time on that. Um, Joshua Williams asked, this is a good question. Lou Dort and 12 for the eighth pick is dope. Why would they need to trade Lou Dort? Why would they need to trade Lou Dort at all. I would do that deal in a second. I'd take Lou Dorton 12 for the eighth pick in a moment. I just don't think that that's anything the Thunder need to do. So I, I just I don't see that as much, unfortunately. Um, eighth pick in Graham for Jordan Clarkson and Royce O'Neal. No, I'd rather dra- use the eighth pick in the draft and have a, a future player on a second round deal. I don't really want to just dump Graham with that eighth pick unless you're getting something good back. Um, and then speaking of that, Derek Amaya says here, how much value could we get back for Graham? Not a ton. Like, I don't think he's a ton of value. Sh- you know, he shouldn't, right? He's not an expensive guy, but I don't think he's good. I don't think other teams think he's good too. He's a three-point shooter that didn't shoot particularly great. Who's the best player you would go after if we were to trade the pick? We'll talk. Let's talk about that one in the next segment here too. I- I'm not sure, right? You know, it would need to be a significant upgrade. One of the things I think when it comes with, would you trade the eighth pick for Dort straight up? No, probably not. I'd rather get someone with a higher ceiling than Dort. And Dort's about to be a free agent after this coming year. And he is going to want to get paid because he's coming off that cheap rookie deal. Like, you could do that for him. I think he's a very, very good player. But I think you see a higher ceiling for some of the guys here at eight. And I think that's more important to me when it comes to all that. Um, we'll touch on the Jackson Hayes question. So who would I draft today? I don't want to give it away because I did pick a guy in our Locked On NBA Ultimate Mock Draft. Let me save it. Let me save it because David Griffin gave some insight. I think David Griffin gave some real big insight into what they're looking for in the draft. Let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. We'll touch on free agency and basically, or we'll just turn it into a whole like question segment. So that's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Sakara. Feeling your best starts with what you eat, and Sakara helps you live a healthy, balanced lifestyle and truly enjoy it with delicious, plant rich, transformational nutrition that builds a foundation for living in your best body. So, Sakara is a wellness company anchored in food as medicine on a mission to nourish your body through the power of plants. Look, I've like changed my diet this year. I've been eating much healthier, much cleaner, and I feel amazing. I feel good. I'm not it wasn't overweight or anything, but I've dropped a bunch of pounds too for it. I'm fitter than I've ever been, and it's because I'm eating better. The thing is, I hate cooking. Like I hate 
cooking. I don't want to spend 30 minutes cooking to then spend like five minutes eating. And so I hate that. So Saqqara is going to give me nutritional meals that are chef crafted that I don't have to cook and I get all that eating healthy and all the benefits from it with their ready to eat meal delivery program. I love that. I tried a bunch of these. They sent me some samples. They're awesome. I signed up for it. They were that good. I couldn't believe it. You'd have no idea you're eating some healthy things for you. And so right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when you go to sakara.com slash locked on 20 or enter code locked on 20 at checkout. That's Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash locked on 20 to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash locked on 20. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking it all down. The prospects you want to hear about it, live shows, all of that stuff. We're, we're covering it all. All the topics you want to hear that are relevant to the team. And I think that's something that's important, right? It's draft season. We should be talking draft. We are. In two weeks or so, week and a half, we'll get into free agency talk a little bit too. Then we'll get to Zion stuff, everything. We're keeping it relevant here at Locked On Pelicans with the topics that you all want to hear. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast and available on YouTube where you're watching the live show. Tell a friend about the show. I have some friends that think they know basketball. They don't. They send me dumb questions. It drives me insane. You want to make sure your friends aren't doing that to you. Make sure they subscribe and all of that. So... Um, there we go. All right. So we're talking, we're just doing a live show. So let's answer some questions here. I said we could do free agency, but we can kind of do everything. Before we do that, though, David Griffin said one thing that was really intriguing to me and gives you some insight, I think, into their plan for the draft and guys they're really going to look at in the future. And it involved Fred Vincent. He said, if you look at like one constant, they've improved players shooting. You know, Herb Jones was a guy that was fell in draft because no one thought that he could shoot, Right. And he wasn't amazing last year, but he wasn't bad at it. And at times he was downright serviceable as a shooter. They've developed Lonzo Ball. They've developed Brandon Ingram. Hopefully they can develop Zion Williamson and some of the other guys here too. So he said they feel very comfortable drafting guys, bringing guys in that don't necessarily have a jump shot that they feel that they can help turn into shooters because of the work that Fred Vinson does. There are a couple players that check that box, right? They're bringing one of them in next week. Jeremy Sohan's not a guy that can really shoot. Same for Dyson Daniels. Both those guys have questions about their three-point shot. Both were brought in for workouts because I wonder if the Pelicans like the other things that they did that they bring to the table, the defense, and they will be able to turn those guys into shooters and make them serviceable on the offensive end. Um, Nola G says today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by how do we get Josh Hart back? Can we kill that one? He, it's, it's basically a team option, right? It's a team option. He's not a free agent. Like it can't happen. All y'all asking me sign, sign Josh Hart. They can't go and sign Josh Hart. The only way they can get him is if the, if the Blazers cut him and they're not going to do that or he's traded to New Orleans. It's not going to happen. As much as I'd love to get Josh Hart back, it was worth it for, the CJ McCollum trade that was big, right? Um, so someone asked earlier about Jackson Hayes. I see another person mentioning him here. I don't think he has much value around the league. I don't think we have much value around. He has much value around the league. I don't think like a ton of the Pelicans players do outside of the top guys, right? Like there's no reason to trade for a guy like Jackson Hayes that you then potentially need to go and pay. Some teams do that, but it's usually with guys more a little bit more intriguing 
then Zion for Hart is not going to happen. Then, then Jackson Hayes, who's shown you some stuff. There's the legal issues too. And I don't think that is really something that teams are really going to be uh, interested in whatsoever. David Alvarado says, what kind of package do you think we could offer for Miles Turner? So they could offer a package. I just don't see why they would do do that. I, I don't hate Miles Turner as much as some other people do, but I don't think he's needed. I can tell you David Griffin does like Miles Turner, has for a long time. I just don't see a need to give up assets and picks and things like that to go and get a guy like that. I think Valanchunas was really underrated last year, both offensively and defensively. He's very good. Donovan Mitchell, I think, is kind of not really an option. Um, Energy Slayer, and this was a question earlier on, too, that I did want to answer. Do we have any updates about the Pels moving on from Bally Sports? Are we still in the dark? Still in the dark. Christian Clark wrote about it recently in the New Orleans Advocate, NOLA.com, Times Picayune, said they're likely to stay with Bally's, but I wonder if the Pelicans, if they do that, are going to try and force some sort of streaming option onto Hulu or YouTube TV, one of those options, because they desperately need to fix that. Also, adding some more programming on Bally's would also be a good thing. I don't know, like a podcast would be great. That you could also put on, on OTT apps and make it on-demand content for Pelicans fans who want to hear those things. Uh, I don't know if JV's a top 10 center, but he's very good. I even thought he was good in the playoffs. And I think people really undervalue his contributions. And I think that could be something that he could play. He's going to play an important role next year. Um, I saw someone say Christian Wood. No, like I, I don't think they need a center. And I did a show on the two centers that I like in the draft, right? Mark Williams, Jalen Duran. I just don't think you need to invest in this day and age in the NBA a lot of assets on those kind of centers. Yeah, Miles Turner shoots threes, but I wouldn't call him a spacing threat. I've seen a lot of people scream about Mo Bamba and like, I just don't want to give up assets to a guy uh, for a guy like that, right? When you know, maybe you're looking at someone like Jeremy Sohan if you draft him playing your small ball five and closing lineups alongside Zion Williamson that can switch one through five and is a little bit more than a one-dimensional rim protector and gives you defense elsewhere. And I think that's a really important thing. Perhaps a locked-on Pels on Valleys. Look, that'd be a smart move. It'd be nice to have, you know, more insight than just the pregame and postgame show, which I like. It's not hard to, to come up with content. I do it five days a week and, you know, we're 30 minutes in. And trust me, I have more shows that I could do every single week. There's no shortage of ideas here. Uh, I'm pitching myself now to Bally's, which we don't really need to do. That's okay. That's an interesting one. Joshua Williams says, what package for Deontay uh, Murray? You'd need to give up like two or three first round picks. He's an all-star, right? You'd really need to give up a lot of picks for him, probably, and then match salary. I forget what his contract is off the top of my head, but he's he's a good player. He'd be great. Would be great on this team. I just don't see why the Spurs would trade him, um, and that's a big part of the problem. Look, uh, so people are asking kind of who who the Pelicans might take. It does feel like it feels like the guys they brought in, right, or are bringing in. You know, Shaden Sharp, if he drops, is going to be really intriguing. Or maybe then a team really wants to trade up and grab him, and then you move the pick. I think they like Jeremy Sohan a lot, especially based on David Griffin's uh, comments about we develop three-point shooting. And then I also think it could be a guy like Dyson Daniels, who's dripping in potential. And I think that could be an option, too. Show says, is it possible to trade down and get Ochai Abaji or and Jeremy Sohan? Yeah, if they're falling... 
you know, does Charlotte want to move up to eight? And would they give you your own pick back? I think it's 13 and 15. Is that right that they have in the draft? Those are those are options. You get two guys here. But here's the other thing to think about with this. And if this is one of your first times like listening in on the show, I've, I've covered a lot of this. You know, a lot of the stuff I do, I try and keep evergreen again, relevant. There's an episode on roster spots and the Pelican salary cap situation from about a month ago now. And I think that is important to kind of keep in mind some of that stuff. If you want to really think about what the Pelicans could do this offseason. roster spots are at a premium. So drafting two guys do you have the roster spots for them? And that could be a problem, right? You got to keep those things in mind when you're thinking about trades and when I'm on here talking about trades. Um, so I think those are important things to keep in mind too. Uh, Tyce Jones isn't worth the eighth pick. No, I would not trade the eighth pick for him, though I do like him as a backup point guard off the bench. But no, not for the eighth pick whatsoever. So we're going to go a couple more minutes, but we'll do more of these. We'll do another one. I'll probably start doing these every Thursday at 6 p.m. probably... The time, who's the better fit, Dyson Daniels or Sohan? They, they don't fit right away. I think Sohan's in the more immediate fit. He could, he could play with the starters, whereas Dyson Daniels probably can't just yet, but Dyson Daniels potentially could run your second unit. So I don't know if one's a better fit than another. They fit in different ways. And I think that's something to really look at with those guys. What do you need more of? Do you want more defensive presence with the starters? So on can defend one through five, like absolutely can defend all five positions. Dyson Daniels can do some defending on the wing and play make a little bit. They probably need someone like that with the second unit. Thoughts on Malcolm Brogdon? Probably not. Again, it's expensive. They're close to the luxury tax. You got to keep that in mind. You paying the luxury tax for Brogdon? That might be worth it. But no, they won't stay paying the luxury tax so the sooner you kind of start that clock ticking the sooner that they're going to look to make moves that that save costs and trade guys away and so i don't know if i'm ready to do that just yet uh mason Edward asked could jose be our point guard of the future maybe you know i want to see another season of what he can give when teams kind of have him on the scouting report a little bit he's undersized that's a problem but he's got decent enough shooting he has some playmaking he's good in transition i think that could be a guy that, you know, he's going to get every crack at kind of being the backup point guard. I don't know if I necessarily see him as a starter, but I love everything he brings to the team. And that's good enough for right now. So I appreciate everyone being here with me for this live show. This was a lot of fun. We'll do these more. We'll definitely be live after the draft. Um, I'm not sure where I will be from that, but we will be live after the draft. So I appreciate you all being here. Please tell a friend about the show. Every time you watch the show, leave a comment down below on YouTube. That's a big thing. Leave a five-star review with a comment wherever you get your podcast, whether it's on Apple, and you can now do it on Spotify, anything you can do to promote the show. Always a good thing, though. The show's killing it. So I appreciate you all being here. I love chatting with you all. This was a lot of fun. We'll do more of these where you can get your questions in, talking everything Pelicans that you want to hear. So as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all. It'll now be on Monday. <laughs>